Yes, the abrupt intro ending. Welcome in. This is the John Cast Podcast. We are on episode number 63. Thanks to our sponsors, Ian's Pizza in Madison with the three locations. They've got three locations in Milwaukee and getting closer and closer to announcing my next promotion with Ian's Pizza. So stay tuned for that. If you want the latest, johncastpodcast.com. You can sign up for the newsletter and I'll tell you uh, when we get that all situated. Also brought to you by me and Julio in Madison. They've got the best margaritas in town, quite frankly. And Tuesdays and Thursdays, they've got specials on margaritas, plus wine Wednesdays too. So check out me and Julio when you have a chance. Uh, they are back on board as a sponsor. I don't know, maybe we should do another listener party. If there's interest, we could do another listener party at me and Julio. Also, johncastpodcast.com. I've got all the t-shirts. Oh, shoot, I was gonna bring it. Um, shout out to Dennis Punzel, who just wrote his first book. The book is upstairs. I left it upstairs because I forgot. Uh, Point, Wisconsin. It's a recap of the 2021 Badgers National Championship season. And uh, I'm reading it. I'm through four chapters so far. But you can go pick it up at Bucky's Locker Room. They've got a ton of copies there at Camp Randall and all the Bucky, Bucky's Locker Room locations. Well, today's guest is part of that 2021 National Championship winning team at Wisconsin. A second team All-American a couple of times. like to welcome Lauren Barnes to the JohnCast podcast. What's up, Lauren? How are you? Nothing much. I'm great. How are you? I'm I'm doing I'm doing awesome. I'm doing the podcast, enjoying summer. What's been the highlight of your summer so far? Hmm, honestly, probably just having a break from everything. Uh, I yeah. already actually started work, so I had like a few weeks off where I got to just hang out at home. So just hanging out with the family. Doing awesome. absolutely nothing. <laughs> That's the way to go. So what's what's your job? What are you doing? I am a data and analytics engineer. So I work in IT at Baird. Okay. In and Milwaukee. In Milwaukee. Okay. Man, man, you moved quickly into that. How did that happen so quickly? I did. Um, I started interviewing in the spring. Um, just reached out to one of the managers there that I had a contact for and um, was able to get an interview, but found my way onto the data team and now here I am. <laughs> That's awesome. So overall, what has life been like after the national championship? It's been pretty good. Um, obviously, probably still riding the high. Not probably. I am still riding the high. <laughs> I don't think anyone's <laughs> ever going to come down for that, especially when it's the last game of your career. Right. Um, but it, it's been awesome. It really has a lot of a lot of family time, a lot of friend time, which it's a little weird at first, but um, you realize kind of how much family time and friend time you you might have missed out on just playing volleyball which no regrets at all but mm -hmm. it's good to be back to that yeah i want to take you real quick back to the, the match against nebraska that epic five set three hour and 15 minute match in which wisconsin won what will you remember most from that match that we did it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think that's that's kind of my answer and kind of what I keep saying to everyone, like, what did it feel like when well, we did it? Or how did you feel? It just felt like we did it. Um, that that was a lot of a lot of hard work we put into that. Um, but that's kind of just like all I can keep replaying in my head is just like sitting there. I think I stared at Sid and I was like, we did it. <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't, that's not a great, great explanation, but that's just kind of like just the, not even relief, but just the amazing feeling that we finally reached the top. Do you ever randomly like think about winning it all? I don't know. That sounds weird, but like, are you ever like, I don't know, busy with your job or, or join time with your family and something reminds you of volleyball and you start thinking about the national championship. Does that happen at all? Or am I just crazy? 
it does on occasion, especially okay. it usually happens if someone brings it up or if, I don't know, I find it most just kind of bored sitting in my room or bored like on an airplane or something if you start mm -hmm. looking through your camera roll. Now, this doesn't happen every day, so don't want to sound like a weirdo for <laughs> reminiscing every day, but um, just kind of like if you look through pictures and then you kind of remember everything, like every point, every set, and then the final kind of point in celebration. But um, usually it's not just sitting there thinking it's, I'm usually, it's brought to my attention, but. Yeah. You mentioned looking through your camera roll. So do you ever come across this picture on your camera roll? Now, the reason if you're watching on Spotify or on YouTube, um, there's these leggings that you wore, you look at your knees, like they're all just torn up. Tell me the story about these leggings. What is going on with these leggings? Well, these are my practice leggings. So the, the game court never actually got to see them, but uh, a lot of us like to wear leggings in practice just to kind of keep the legs warm and it, it's better for sliding, especially if you're, if you're in the gym for three hours, sometimes sticking when you dive mm -hmm. um, can get a little annoying. It can, it can hurt. Um, so that's what I wore these for, but these are three years in the making and everyone kept saying, you need new leggings, you need new leggings. But um, I was comfortable. I had like three pairs that I really like to wear. Um, these were the most comfortable for me. So I just kept ripping holes in them and eventually the holes connected and that's where you see the huge holes. <laughs> <laughs> so those you, three years, same, same leggings, basically almost, was it, well, you said you had a few pairs, but like mm -hmm. you'd wear those at practice and you didn't care. Yep. Pretty much. <laughs> I think it kind of shows like a mentality, right? Can it, it kind of, in a way, like, I think I'd be the same way. Like after a while, like, no, these are, these, no, these are it. Like, why would I change these? Mm -hmm. And part of it is the legging kind of material changed or the fit. So yeah. I, I didn't like the new <laughs> ones. So I just stuck with the old ones. Cause that's what, what I was comfortable in. <laughs> Do you still have those leggings? Um, they're somewhere. I have a huge suitcase. One of our travel suitcases filled with all my volleyball gear right now sitting at home. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I do have them somewhere. I have to dig them out. Well, I just love it. Cause it shows kind of your mentality, right? Because obviously those aren't ripping unless you're getting down on the ground. You know what I mean? Oh, so, sure. um, they're not wearing out like that. So it shows your mentality. Where did you get that type of toughness to be a libero? My parents swear it's from when I played hockey, just played with the boys all the time. But honestly, most of it's from my parents. Um, both of them have always taught us to be tough mentally, physically, everything. And then growing up in a house of with six siblings of seven kids, um, you learn to be tough real quick, especially in the backyard, uh, baseball games or wiffle ball games, even volleyball games, just things like that. Um, we had a lot of well, if you go and cry to mom, then the game's going to end. So toughen up and we're keeping going. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a big family. What was that like growing up with seven, well, six siblings, but seven kids in a household? It, it's, it was awesome. Um, I love every single one of my siblings. We all get along very well. There's definitely a period of time when we were little where we thought we were too cool for each other or <laughs> didn't get along. But now that we're older, especially, we all get along. Yeah. Um, but even growing up, you you had your buddy that you always hung out with. I was hung out with my brother, which is probably also a huge reason I'm, I'm tough. <laughs> I'm as tough as I am because I was always hanging around the boys. But um, it, it was a lot of fun. There was a lot of competitiveness, but there's also just a lot of love. There's yeah. a lot of people to love and you're surrounded by it. I know how crazy it is from a parent's perspective with just one kid, one child. I couldn't imagine having like seven of them running around. I mean, what were the holidays like? Christmas must've been insane. 
It really was. It actually got to the point, especially like just gifts and everything where we all used to buy each other gifts, but mm -hmm. when you're little, you don't have money. So it was just your parents <laughs> buying seven gifts or six gifts for everyone seven times. Yeah. <laughs> so it ended up becoming a, a secret Santa. We did a family secret Santa. So that's just kind of one of the ways our, our family had to adapt and adjust um, and probably the best way because then it becomes more personable and you mm -hmm. can kind of pick for, I don't know, what your sibling likes and be creative with it. You must be really good at sharing. Are you good at sharing? <laughs> you, yes, <laughs> our <laughs> whole that, family is. That's something we probably had you had to do, right? Oh yes, all the time. And when we were younger, it was tougher for sure. Obviously, every little kid wants their own things. But now that we're older, it's kind of great, especially having so many girls. We all just have one huge closet we share. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Now you mentioned the toughness and. Uh, you say you get it from your family and your mom had mentioned that maybe it was hockey. How long did you play hockey and what got you hooked on that sport? I started when I was three and I played until I was 15, almost 16, so about 12, 13 years. Um, but my brother got me hooked on it. He started when he was three. Um, all of our cousins played, so he wanted to be cool with the older cousins, so he started it. And then I was seriously attached to my brother's hip at all times when we were younger. So even before I started skating, he was having me gear up in goalie equipment and just ripping shots at me. And then eventually <laughs> I was like, well, I think it's time for me to start playing. Um, so I, I wanted to be like my cool older brother and that's kind of how it started. Okay. So, so when did volleyball enter the picture? Third or fourth grade? Um, okay. I think fourth grade um, when I was nine, I think. So I started playing club volleyball then and then fifth grade is when you get to start playing with school. So that was exciting, but um, it started when I was nine. Hmm. So why, why was, where did the intersection of volleyball and hockey happen and why did you go to the volleyball path? Um, so I was still playing right when I started volleyball and then mm -hmm. in high school, it's everything started to get really, really busy. I would go from high school volleyball practice to high school volleyball conditioning. We ran hills all the time. And then I'd go from conditioning to hockey weights and conditioning and then hockey practice. So it's just like, my entire night was filled with um, sports, which is great because yeah. I love sports, but um, it just got a little too busy with school and everything. And then I kind of picked volleyball, just I knew I needed to focus on one sport. There are just so many opportunities in volleyball, not that there aren't in hockey, but I just know, knew how many opportunities there were in volleyball. I got to watch my sister play in college, which, which was awesome. And I just wanted to be, at that point, then it turned into, I want to be like my cool older sister. She won a state championship. She got to play division one volleyball. So that was part of it. And then travel for hockey was actually insane. Um, by the time you got older, I think I was out of town every other weekend, sometimes every weekend of the month in Detroit, Canada, like everywhere. So it just kind of got a lot to be a lot. And that was a lot of missed school at the same time. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds like you kept yourself <laughs> extremely busy. I don't know. Um, you must have been slept really well at night, you know, after working out for hours and hours, but that's, uh, that's pretty cool. So it's always hockey and volleyball. Was there anything else that you had time for? I, when I was really young, when I was way younger, I played softball. Um, okay. so there's a, there's a time where all three were in the mix. And then I, in softball, I ended up ditching that sport a little bit, not because I didn't like it, just because I missed a lot of summer family activities. We Everyone would always go to my grandpa's and have cookouts random weekends of the summer. And I was always so sad to be leaving. Um, so my mom was like, if you really don't want to go, just maybe it's time to call it. You have your two other sports yeah. um, that you love. So, hmm. Did you have favorite athletes growing up? 
My all-time favorite athlete was Jonathan Tays playing on the Blackhawks. Um, yeah. I kid you not, when I was growing up, I thought I was going to be in the NHL. <laughs> a lot of people laugh when I say that. But um, so he was my all-time favorite that I always followed. And then once I started getting into volleyball, um, probably the one, the one I loved and followed the most was my older sister. Okay. Um, just the balance of um, hockey and volleyball. My The person I looked up to is my, my bigger sister. Mm. And it's it's funny because volleyball has taken you now, once you went that path, it's taken you so many places. I mean, All-American status, national championship, you traveled around the world playing volleyball. I mean, did did you have expectations and what were they when you kind of entered this world of volleyball and college volleyball? And then once that became a reality with college volleyball and, and has your career lived up, matched your expectations you had for, for the sport? It definitely has. And just my aspirations were during club, I wanted to see what level I could play at. Um, and the Big Ten is, at least in my opinion, the best conference you can you can play in. Um, so that was my goal. That's where I set my goal at. And I started getting recruited. Um, and it became a possibility. I got recruited as a walk-on, which um, was awesome for, in my opinion. And I that's when I committed to Minnesota. I committed as a walk-on and then I went there. And then it became, okay, I'm here. I made it here. Now let's get on the court. Um, and that took a lot, a lot of hard work. But um, I did end up getting on the court. Um, and from there, it just became, let's see how good I can get. And let's see yeah. how good I can get for my team and with my team. Yeah, you mentioned the Big Ten. Very elite conference, obviously. Uh, now, by the way, with UCLA and USC, that should be really interesting, especially from a volleyball perspective, to add those two schools. Um what did you think of? I'm going to ask a question, but first, I got I got sidetracked. What What did you think of when you heard UCLA and USC, and from that volleyball perspective? Well, the first thing I thought of was, "Wow, that's that's a far travel trip." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but um, after once once I got that out of my head, and I was like, "Well, I don't have to travel, so that's okay." <laughs> but um, just that those are two very competitive teams, and those are two teams we I've seen in the tournament, one team or the other, every single year. Um, my freshman year, I think I got my team got knocked out by USC. Um, I think these last three years we've seen UCLA, maybe not the COVID year, but two of these years we played UCLA at home, which are they are always a battle without fail, a battle. Um, so I was really excited to bring even more talent in, but um, two very talented teams. Just my initial thought was, wow. Yeah. I wouldn't want to ride that plane ride all the way out there. <laughs> right. Everybody looks at it from a football perspective. And for me, I, I saw it. I go, ooh, UCLA and USC are going to be in the volleyball, <laughs> in volleyball, you know? Like, that's the first thing I thought of. Um, oh, I did but, too. But, but they're elite schools, right? Joining an elite conference. Mm -hmm. And you have a very unique um, situation where you played for two elite schools, you know? In, in the Big Ten, started at Minnesota, transferred to Wisconsin. I know you talk about it all the time, and I'm sure it probably gets old, but that transfer from from Minnesota and, and then playing for the Gophers, playing for the Badgers, what are the differences that you kind of noticed between these two elite programs through the culture of, of the program and whatnot? Well, the competitiveness of the Big Ten stayed the same. Um, obviously, going Big Ten to Big Ten, so that was awesome, and that's kind of why I chose to go to another Big Ten school. It's just I could not leave the competition. Every You faced every single weekend, and not once a weekend, twice a weekend, every weekend um, without fail. Um, but the uh, I would say the big differences were kind of just um, 
I don't know, it was a little weird going to Wisconsin at first because I started playing the enemies and then it was a little weird being, or I started playing with the enemy and then it was yeah. a little weird playing Minnesota because I wasn't the enemy of Wisconsin anymore, but then Minnesota was, the enemy's the wrong word, but you know, right. the border yeah, battle enemy. Yep. Rival. <laughs> um, yes, the rivalry. Mm -hmm. um, so that was definitely a little bit of an adjustment. That was probably the biggest difference. I went from playing my opponents who I scouted so much to playing with them. And then playing the people I played with every day in practice, knew the ins and outs of their their kind of volleyball personalities. And then I went to go playing against them. So that was yeah. a little a little different for me, but um, it was fun. And, and I do not regret my decision to leave at all. And I'm very happy with where I ended up. So why did you leave Minnesota and you come to a place where someone like Tiffany Clark is already here, which by the way, I believe she helped play a, a role in, in help getting you here, which is kind of amazing in itself. Can you kind of talk about that and and why you, you decided to come here where you knew the competition was going to be fierce? Yeah, I was I was really looking for that competition. Um, that's that's kind of the huge reason I decided to come here. That's a huge reason that Kelly had me meeting with Emmy and Clark all the time. Um, but I was just looking for that competition, that inner position competition. Um, some I like to call it a lot of competition. You're you're making the person next to you better while you're getting better and you guys just keep kind of climbing that ladder together. Um, which is awesome. But that that was a huge reason I decided to leave Minnesota to go to um I ended up going to Wisconsin for that reason. I wasn't looking for anything easy at all. I was looking yeah. for that competition. That cooperation how'd you say that? Cooperation. Cooperation. Did you coin that? Did somebody I did you not. That? I'm gonna be honest, I'm gonna have to give that one to to Hugh McCutcheon. Okay. Okay. I like that. That's, that's pretty interesting. Um, so, uh, what was it like then having to play against like your former teammates? Because you never lost to Wisconsin at Minnesota and you never lost to Minnesota at Wisconsin. Correct. It was the first game was definitely weird. There was a lot of jitters. And then even like, I guess the second game was a little weird too, because then returning to my previous home gym where I felt so comfortable, mm -hmm. I was, it was then an away game, which, um, Away games are definitely different than home games, obviously a different atmosphere and you don't have your, your fans with you, like surrounding you, you have some fans, but they don't surround you in that case anymore. Um, but it was just, it was weird because when I first walked in, it felt like I was just walking to my everyday practice again. It was kind of like a flashback, like this is where I used to practice every day. Mm -hmm. um, and then I was playing the people I used to practice against every day. So it was kind of like, well, this is just taking me back to freshman software year practices, that's all. So that was kind of like the way I at least put it in my head just because, mm -hmm. I mean, it helps calm the nerves, um, things like that. But yeah, it was definitely weird. It got less weird by the time I was fifth year senior because <laughs> most of the girls I played against were gone. There's only like two <laughs> or three on the team or played with yeah. were gone. Yeah. Uh, but the competition was always there, even at Wisconsin with, with Tiffany. And then what I thought was interesting too was, so Georgia Chivita had gotten some starts at Libero even last year. She suffers the ACL. Things kind of change. Um, can you take us back to that? What was going through your mind when you saw Georgia getting some starts at Libero? And, and how was that whole um, situation communicated to you by the coaching staff? I was pumped. I was pumped for her. She worked really hard for that. She transferred in with um, a reef or a newly fixed ACL. She had a lot mm -hmm. of rehab to do. Yeah. So seeing her come to that level was just awesome for me. I was so happy for her. Um, it was announced at practice that we were going to be spending some libero time that Gio had earned her time and she had, 
And like I said, I'm always up for good, good co competition, competition. We weren't competing with each other. We weren't butting heads. We, we just wanted to be the best for our team. And quite honestly, you have two people back there that can both play libero at the big 10 level. You have a pretty good back row. <laughs> so yeah, that's really what I was good. excited for. Just people seeing those like two liberos switching off that that's a solid back row. That's a scary back row. If you ask me. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Now this, uh, this question, by the way, comes from Kelly, your coach. Um, you only can pick one. You can't say more than one person. He was very definitive about this, like very animated. Only one. Don't, don't start saying more people pick one teammate. You have to go to battle with, um, who would you pick if you had to pick one teammate, one of your former teammates? He I'm wants to put you on the spot. Like I know exactly, right? Sydney Hilly. Sydney Hilly. <laughs> okay. Okay. Why Sid? We three years together. We know how to win together. Okay. I have no doubt in my mind that we're going to win that. Whatever battle we're going into, we're going to win. And we balance each other out extremely well, which is why our captainship worked so well together. Mm -hmm. But um, I can definitely be a fiery hothead looking to win and she is very calm looking to win and it just it balances each other out and we we bring each other to the next level in that sense i help bring the fire up not that she doesn't have it but i help bring the fire up and she helps calm the fire down and continue to fight with that <laughs> yeah uh very cool uh let's see here uh, okay so your sister caroline mm -hmm. plays for illinois the illini play in madison october 2nd what will you be wearing if you attend that match at the field house my sister tells me I'm only allowed to wear Illinois. Really? <laughs> but uh -oh. I will be wearing, um, I don't know if you ever saw my parents made shirts that said yeah. like Wisconsin on top, Illinois. And then it had a line that said volleyball and it had Barnes on the back. Had yeah. both of our numbers on either side. Mm -hmm. So um, that's what I'll be wearing. I'll be okay. repping both. Or maybe okay, I'll cool. do like an, an, a Wisconsin sweatshirt, Illinois shirt. I'm not sure, but that's my plan right now. You got to find like uh, someone who's a seamstress and and make like a find like i don't know if a jersey would that'd be dumb uh like a sweatshirt or something and goes down the middle and have half illinois and half wisconsin or something like that that would be dope i think yeah i should really do that if you did that something like that um all right so you, you got to tell me too um because this is the person you left out and the person you want to go to battle with is um your volleyball camp's coming up <laughs> i'm just kidding and dana retke's gonna be there Tell me about the first annual Lauren Barnes volleyball camp. What's going on here? I am very excited. Um, so this is an all position camp. Um, I was trying to decide between just defense or all positions, but um, first when you're younger, I have two age groups. So I have the younger kids and I have the high schoolers, but when you're younger, you, I am a firm believer that you should learn to play every position. Mm -hmm. um, I actually did do that. I was a hitter at one point. I was a setter at one point, and then I became a libero. Um, so that's kind of where the all positions came in. And then I truly am just looking to give back to the next generation of volleyball players. I had a lot of people help me out along the way. Um, and so I just, I want to be that person that helps inspire younger kids or that helps younger kids get that much better. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at with that. Um, kind of had the idea. My, my brother-in-law helped me think of the idea. He runs camps all the time. He's a lacrosse player. Um, so he's like, you should, like, if you're not playing anymore, you should really look into start running camps and start keeping in volleyball that way. Um, I thought it was a great idea. Um, so I latched onto it. Now I have Dana come and help me coach. And then I also have Grace Loberg come and help me coach. And oh, I'm hoping for a Sydney Hilly, but I also hope for success for her 
season in Puerto Rico. So we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And so more details for anybody that's listening, where, where will these camps be and where they can, where can people get more information? It's in Milwaukee, um, where I'm living right now. So that's kind of why it's there, why, how I picked there. And then, um, it is, it's called overtime sports. It's actually a back, a basketball facility. Um, but they have volleyball courts and I don't know, a lot of clubs you play in play like we're basketball and volleyball. You kind of just set up the nets. Some are definitely all volleyball, but, um, so they're looking to expand volleyball in their gym, kind of make their gym a little more known in the volleyball sense. And so that's how, how I ended up there, but, um, I don't have the exact address on top of my head, but the link's in my bio and the address is in that, in that yep. link. So on, on Instagram and on Twitter on Lauren Barnes's volleyball camp July 30th and the 31st, that'll be in Milwaukee for more information. Once again, go to the socials. Now you did mention, uh, Sid playing her season. Dana played in Italy. Um, can I ask why you aren't playing volleyball after your college career? Of course. Um, I just, I was ready to, I was ready to, I don't want to say move on, like I'm over volleyball, but I was just ready to enter the business world. Um, I have a great undergrad from a great school, finance, and then I got a great master's degree. So mm -hmm. I just, I really wanted to couple those together and get after it right away in the business world. Um, and I don't know. My my sister just started her family. I recently became an aunt, so I just kind of wanted to be near my family and with my family again. Yeah. Um, so overall, just just ready to jump into the business world and kind of move on to the next chapter of my life. I get that because for some um, people, uh, like for example, if you're a fan and you're and you're saying your career and you're like, well, she only she played like five years. No. You you played you we talked about it you you worked out for like hours during high school you've been playing for decade plus over you know, how many years have you think you've been playing since third grade so like it's one of those things I think sometimes we as fans will be like we don't see the whole career we just think about the small career the college career not the high school not not everything that went before that and not the multiple sports that went before that either exactly yep yeah. <laughs> and just I mean I get to end on the highest note possible so. <laughs> Definitely, definitely a, a glimpse of that's that's a great reason to end. <laughs> yeah, perfect reason. By the way, uh, you made me think of Dennis's book because of the championship. Are you going to pick up a copy of of Dennis? Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, I haven't yet, but I will. Okay. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm going to have Dennis on the podcast coming up later this month, so I'm working on reading it so we can talk about it. But um, awesome. so far, so good. There's a lot of Kelly in the first half of the book. If you if you weren't aware, well, Kelly's a big deal. I don't know if you knew that. It's kind of a big deal. <laughs> it is. What is it? Okay, final question then. What was it like being a player for Kelly? Gosh, it was awesome. There are – it's hard to describe almost, but I could probably honestly write my own book about what it's like to play for Kelly Sheffield. Um, he is caring both on and off the court. He doesn't just look at you as a volleyball player. He looks at you as a person. He wants you to get better as both a volleyball player and a person. Um, that's, those are just a few of the – the examples, but, um, and the guy's smart dude. <laughs> yeah. He, and he, he knows how to win. We, me and him have that mindset, that same mindset. I would say all the Badgers have that mindset, but mm -hmm. he knows how to win and he wants to win and he'll, he'll do whatever it takes, which is awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, congratulations on a fantastic career going out on top. Like you said, uh, as a national champion and, uh, good luck at your, job and at your summer camp coming up in late july that people can check out once again on your social media lauren thank you for coming on the on the podcast thank you so much thanks for having me all right cool there you go that is lauren barnes 
uh, on the podcast here, former Wisconsin Badger volleyball player. Thank you to Lauren for hopping on the podcast. Once again, this podcast brought to you by Ian's Pizza in Madison. I swear there's a new promotion coming up. Just working out the details. Ian's Pizza, go check them out. Uh, three locations in Madison. They've got locations in Milwaukee, in Seattle, and in Denver. And also brought to you by me and Julio. If you have not had a margarita at me and Julio, go have one. Plus, they've got great food. It's a great family atmosphere. It's really fun. Me and Julio, that is located in Fitchburg, just off Fish Hatchery Road, me and Julio. And uh, also, thank you to everyone who listened. I think that's it. Go buy Dennis's book. We'll talk with Dennis Punzel coming up later this month about that book on the uh, Badgers winning the national championship, the 2021 Wisconsin Badgers. All right. Thanks for listening to this episode of the John Cast podcast. See ya.